What's up, folks? Welcome back to the Whoop Podcast. I'm your host, Will Ahmed, founder and CEO of Whoop, and we are on a mission to unlock human performance. We have a great CrossFit guest today. We'll get to her in half a second. Reminder, you can use the code Will Ahmed, W-I-L-L-A-H-M-E-D, to get 15% off a Whoop membership. That's right. Hardware included, software, analytics, everything you need to optimize your body, your health. Check it out at whoop.com. Okay, this week's guest is CrossFit phenom Haley Adams. Haley is already one of the faces of the CrossFit sport. She's only 20 years old. She won CrossFit's teen division in 2018 and said then she would win the CrossFit games within five years. Since moving up to the adult division, she has turned in sixth and fourth place finishes in the games and is looking for an even stronger performance this year. So our resident CrossFit expert, Mike Lombardi, is in the host chair for this episode, and he and Haley discuss her journey from gymnastics to CrossFit what it's like competing against athletes she idolized just a few years ago, why she tries to be a role model for girls getting into CrossFit, her approaches to training, sleep, recovery, and performance, and how she uses WHOOP and what she's learned about herself through data. All right, without further ado, I'm turning it over to Mike and Haley. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the WHOOP Podcast. I'm Mike Lombardi here with CrossFit phenom Haley Adams. Haley, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, we're so excited to have you on Team Whoop because you know it's so different now that uh, within CrossFit, it seems like there's this wave of young athletes, 16, 17, and you're 20, uh, but you've been at the top of the sport since you were 17. You won the games in the team division in 2018 and I thought I saw something where you said it wasn't really that hard. And then you saw the difference in 2019 when you were competing in the senior games. Would you say that that's accurate? Yeah, it actually was very accurate. Not to take away anything from the teenage vision. I gave my all in every workout. But just the intensity and the volume of the elite level is totally different. And just having to sell your soul in every single workout just to maybe get in the middle of the pack was something that was totally different for me and that I had to learn to really run my own race. So yeah, I would totally say that's a very accurate statement. It's pretty cool to see the jump from winning the team to sixth and then fourth last year. Super fun. Do you almost surprise yourself sometimes? I surprise myself every year and I don't know why I keep setting lower goals for myself when I know that I can do it. Like this year, I have way more confidence than last year or the year before. So, you know, let's go back a couple of years. Um, how did you kind of find your way into CrossFit? Yeah. So I was a competitive gymnast for a long time. I've played sports my whole life, even before gymnastics, softball, soccer, literally anything, you name it, I've done it. Um, but I was 15 And I was just getting really burnt out on competitive gymnastics, but I wanted to do something. Um, I just joined um, the cross country team for my high school and swimming, but there was this like building beside my cross or gymnastics gym and it had glass windows. It was a CrossFit gym. And I remember driving by there every day and I would see these women like lifting weights, jumping ropes, doing something on a pull-up bar. Um, And I just really, really wanted to try it. So I begged my dad after I quit gymnastics to take me in there. And he did. And the rest is history. Wow. 
So it's this transition from elite level gymnastics, which it seems like a lot of people that have are at the top have a sort of background in gymnastics. And for a while there, I was doing CrossFit three days a week while still doing gymnastics because I just couldn't get the courage to give it up yet. Even though I knew I wanted to be done, it was just hard to like quit and say bye to your friends. So even then when I quit gymnastics, I was started cross country and swimming while still doing CrossFit. So I was kind of managing all that too for a little bit. And then at what point did you just go all in on CrossFit? Um, after freshman year of swim team. So in the spring of... 2016, I think. Yeah, it, it was the year, um, the 2016 Open, because I just started CrossFit a little before that. You, at some point, you decided you're going to make the jump to move to Tennessee and train with uh, Rich and the Mayhem team. Yeah. kind of Could you walk us through that process a little bit? That's a yeah, big so jump for I, someone young I, to do that. Yeah, in 2018, after they announced all the changes of CrossFit, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it as an individual. Maybe I can find a team or something or just keep training until I can make it. Um, and they reached out and asked if I wanted to be on the second team, uh, Mayhem Independence, and if I wanted to move here to train with them, which ended up being the biggest blessing because I would have never have just picked up and moved to Cookville. I was seven, 18 or 17. But it was seriously the best thing I've ever done for myself, for my career. Ended up making it as individual um, at the games that year. So didn't end up going on a team. Only did one team competition before we decided that it was best for me to go individual. But, yeah, I originally came here with the plans of being on the team. Okay. So that changed very quickly. Yeah. With WHOOP data and in CrossFit training, there's obviously everyone has their gaps in physiology. It seems like you have a very good sort of capacity background. So something like you know, a lot of running, swimming, et cetera, longer Metcons, you know, they'll drive your strain up and they're challenging, but it's not necessarily the thing that taxes your body the most over a period of time. Yeah. You know, just as you're going through your training blocks, what are the things that you feel like are the things that sort of smash your HRV down or taking you a little bit longer to recover from? Um, and what are the things that you kind of wait, let's say you are tired, like today, say, so I feel a little beat down. Is there the way to sort of like change the training enough where you're like, all right, I'm still getting in good fitness, but this is the thing that's going to kind of bring me back up for, you know, a Friday and a Saturday push. Yeah. So I've picked up on that Metcons with really high intensity, but still like that 10 to 15 minute time frame with a heavier barbell really seemed to catch up to me and make me feel kind of sluggish and just, you know, affect my recovery score the next day. Um, usually longer intervals and stuff like running, seem to help in some way. Um, I'm not usually in the red or it's not because of that. I would say those are just the trends that I've picked up on too. Like today I feel pretty smashed. So I'll probably just do a uh, cardio today, maybe a pump session with the boys. Yeah. And hopefully that will get my recovery up smart. It's not bad today. It's like 55%, but I'm still feel pretty bad. So that's good. And I, I think a lot of people um, don't understand necessarily to do those things of yeah, these are these things are like kind of my wheelhouse. So right. a little, like you said, some cardio, good. That's that's easy for me. Yeah, and it's just good for everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take yeah. some breaks, get a little swole. Sure. What's the biggest thing that you've been working on over the you know from last year's games through this season? Obviously, the goal is podium and win. Right, a couple of years <laughs> ago, you said you're going to win the games in a few years. So. Obviously, it looks like you're tracking that way. You won the team, then sixth, then fourth. 
Um, what are the things you've really been working on in the yeah, last so year? Yeah, we're just trying to overall increase my top end strength. That's something that's um, been building for a while. It's not anywhere near the top, but you know, it's my journey and I've seen improvements. So that's all that matters to me. And just becoming overall fitter, which I train with one of the best in the world. Like, so he obviously knows what he's doing and just listening to what he has to say. So, I mean, I think I'm on the right path and we're doing all the right things to get me where I need to be. Rich is kind of like your training partner. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. I mean, Everything did you have imagined that no. when you were younger saying, Hey, at some point I'm going to be training every single day with Rich running. Yeah, no way. Never. Now I look at him as like an older brother. I know you've said to me before that you argue a little bit, but it's, it's not arguing, but it's kind of arguing who usually wins out in those situations with you going individual and rich, you know, doing the team stuff. He, I mean, obviously he always wins. Cause I mean, <laughs> got to give him the benefit of the doubt. He always comes back with that. I've been doing this for 12 years. Like I know what I'm talking about. It's just me being stubborn. Sometimes it's usually over the stupidest things too, like a workout. If I'm like, well, why don't we do this? He's like, well, why don't we do that? And you know, just button heads everyday thing. <laughs> It seems like you have a nice little training group down there um, and yeah. people kind of flow in and out. Do you feel that a lot of people in the space are a little more closed off? Whereas, you know, Rich and the Mayhem training group are a little bit more like, here's what we're doing. Come on down. You can do it too. Everyone do it. Yeah. I really like that too. Cause you know, like we all want to better each other and, you know, just make the world a better place while doing it too. So in any way I can help someone like a younger girl, I like that they have that mindset too, you know, and I don't mind sharing my, what I'm doing. It's really not that big of a deal. You know, I mean, you're only as good as you're going to get. So that's how I see it. And I love that we open everyone with open arms. So Haley, you mentioned a little bit about uh, helping younger girls in the sport. Is there any way that you're actively doing it now, or is it more you helping just kind of the CrossFit mayhem membership or is it when people come up to you at the games and looking at you as a sort of young up and coming athlete and they see themselves in yeah. you, as opposed to maybe some of the athletes that have been around a little bit longer. Right. What's like, that sort of get, interaction like? Yeah. I get a lot of messages from young girls asking things like even just simple stuff about nutrition and training. So I always try to make an effort to answer those because I would like to try to, you know, help people not make the mistakes that I did when I, when I was that age. Um, and just little stuff like that, you know, um, hopefully it's enough to help someone prevent just from making the same mistakes that I did. Did you ever play basketball? I did. Do you know who Charles Barkley is? Mm-mm. Okay. He's on the TNT countdown. Okay. All fame basketball player. Never won a title. Obviously I know him because he's a Philadelphia guy and he's loud mouth and all this stuff. So mm -hmm. just like everyone else from where I'm from. So yeah, at one point he said, I'm not a role model. And he just was very much himself and didn't really care. Would you say that you're more in that line of, I'm just going to be me and people can like deal with it or not, or I want to be the person that people look to as the example of being a good person, being a good athlete, being a good community member, because there's plenty of people in the CrossFit space that are maybe one or a combination, but maybe not a ton that are all three. Um, so yeah. is that something that's important to you? I see, I see both sides, but also I was also that young girl that knew basically nothing. 
um, and just look to other people and would do what they did if that's like tracking macros or doing their program, you know? So I think it's important to be, to me, to be someone that people can look to and trust for advice and just for help. So yeah, I see both sides, but I definitely would like to be a role model. I love that. Yeah. There's also such a big focus on uh, service uh, as being part of this community, yeah. uh, particularly the Mayhem community. Is it crazy to fit in all of these things that you're doing for other people as well as managing to take care of the training that's going to drive like your own career forward? Yeah, I mean, ever since being here, I've gotten to, I mean, everyone here makes me want to be a better person. Just seeing seeing everything that goes on behind the scenes and like Mayhem missions and just this huge thing that they've created it, it really has made me a better person. And obviously training is very, very important. And I want to win one day and be the best, but also I want to affect a lot of, as many people as I can in a good way. Like I want to leave a good impression and just make someone want to better themselves or help someone in any way that I can. And I've definitely been inspired by that here. What would you say has been some of your most memorable moments since you've moved to Cookville? It's probably not anything that anyone will expect, but honestly, the days that we just, I mean, there's very few of us and we just spend all day together, just training and just, you know, getting better together in the hard days. And we don't want to be there, but we all show up because, I mean, he's showing up, so I've got to show up, you know, just pushing each other. Those are some of the days that I'll like, honestly, cherish forever. Just looking back at, you know, how hard it was and that we all got to do that together. So just the grinding in the trenches with the yeah. with your your close crew. Yeah, things that honestly no one sees. Just the like I said, the bad days and where we all just show up for each other. That's that's really what you need to keep pushing. Uh, yeah, something like this. You know, I totally get that. Uh, my background's in rowing, but you know, it's Ooh. it's a slog, and you don't get to do a lot of different things. You literally just row or lift weights, and it's competitive right you're on a team where you're trying to win but you also are competing for spots right it's the same sort of thing so but i totally agree with you it's it's cool to hear that there's still this team environment within basically an individual sport oh yeah it's definitely a we've got a team here for sure how much let's just talk a little bit of whoop here when you're looking at something like a hard training day you know that okay this one's going to be really hard how much you sort of factoring in um where your recovery is versus like how much sleep you need and uh, what sort of recovery things are you doing through the day? So let's say you wake up with the lower recovery and you know, it's still going to be a heavy day. You're most likely going to do the work. What are some of the things that you're peppering in throughout the day to try and optimize yourself because you know, it's going to be a long day. Yeah. So I make sure to try when I wake up and see that in the morning, I'm like, well, you're not going to show up today. And so you're not doing something because you're upset. You're in the red. Obviously that wouldn't go over well. Um, so Usually I'll spend that day a little bit. I mean, eating more seems to help. Um, obviously making sure I get a good night's sleep that night. It's really just trying to take care of myself in other ways and not making sure I'm not doing other stuff between training, like just laying down, you know, just little stuff like that that adds up. Yeah. So actually taking the time to rest as opposed exactly. to yeah. being like, oh, this isn't that taxing, but I'm running around and doing some errands. and Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you've, you've kind of got it pretty nailed down mm-hmm. <laughs> by this point yeah, I do. Uh, in your whoop journal. Are there any things that you really have noticed are like game changers? I've noticed that CBD, like the beam that I use helps with sleep. 
the nights I take that and the sauna, I'm telling you, it, it works for some reason it works really well for me. I don't know if it's because it's close to bed, but my recovery seems to be better when I use the sauna. So your timing of the sauna is usually close to bed. Yeah. It's at the end of a training day. Yeah. Also, I like to eat later at night. That seems to help me get a better sleep. Do you have a, a, a go-to food later at night? Because we've seen lots of people who would say the opposite where when they do a sort of eat late at night, it very negatively affects their sleep. See, if I don't eat close at like close to bedtime, I'll wake up all night, toss and turn in, especially when training or it gets hard. I just don't know why. I just, if I don't have food in my stomach, up all night. So is it something different every night or do you have a go-to? No, I, I eat like a big dinner and then have all the snacks like rice cakes, oatmeal with a lot of fat that helps me stay full too. So would you say it's a, it's probably a combination of everything um, yeah. of your macros at the end of the night? Oh yeah. Okay. What's your favorite, I guess then? Rice cakes, like the, the flavored ones. So like chocolate, everything, white cheddar. I could eat, I th- actually almost do eat a whole sleep a day. Man, I miss being 20. <laughs> That's the life. I think I used, to eat, I used to eat those caramel ones, which are definitely not good. But the caramel ones? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're delicious, but. Oh. Put some peanut butter on them? Mm. Yeah. You know, you get older, you don't have as much time to train as much anymore. So it's not, uh, can't, I can't just be going wild. Um, but that's awesome. Okay. So rice cakes, something uh, for people to think about. Uh, I always tell people to find kind of what works for you, right? Yeah. Some people have problems with, you know, alcohol and timing. I know you're not 21, but you know, different things, the eating late, it could be like, don't have like a chicken pot pie at like 10 PM or something yeah, like that. Totally. And you yeah. notice those trends as you work with like loop longer. So for sure. So let's talk sleep because you swear by beam. Yeah. Correct. You'd use it every night. Yeah. I'll either take the powder or the capsules. Yeah. And what have you kind of seen? You Is it helping you get deeper sleep? Is it helping you get more quality sleep? Just yeah, so, stay asleep for longer. Cause I think, you know, everything works a little differently. Sometimes yeah, you take melatonin and it helps you get to sleep. Yeah. I have a hard time falling asleep. So I've noticed that it kind of helps me get into that. Like, Oh, my eyes are getting heavy, you know, about 30 minutes before bedtime. Um, I try to put my phone down, but yeah, just helping me get to sleep is huge because I could lay and sit on my phone till 1am cause I'm not tired, but that's what I've really noticed from it. So that's an amazing statement is that you train and you are tired, but you could also stay up till one on your phone because you're not tired. It's a weird thing of when I'm in my off season and I'm eating, you know, enough or whatever, I could sleep all night and not wake up once. But as soon as I start training hard and I'm still eating enough, it just seems like I'm up all night. Like just, you know, go to sleep for an hour, wake up. Get on, get on my phone because I can't go back to sleep. So, I mean, it, it's just strange how it works. Do you ever throw in things like meditation or trying to put the phone away sooner? Anything like that? No, because this sounds bad, but that's just like my time to calm down and decompress and just catch up on all things that are outside of CrossFit. I like keeping up on TikTok and that kind of stuff. So it's just my thing that I look forward to at the end of the day. I know it's not the best habit, but helps me wind down. I don't think you're alone. I do the same thing. So does my wife. So I think that uh, it's a very normal thing when you're go, 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 go Yeah. um, to unwind a little bit. Sleep environment, dark, cold, 
dark and cold. I have two fans going. Ah, that's what I'm talking about. I, yeah, I don't understand the people that can sleep in hot. Oh, there's no way. I just need the sound too. How much uh, are you, would you say that you sleep on any given night? Because I think we would see elite athletes getting nine to 10 hours of sleep a night. Would you say that's about yeah, your average? I would say my minimum is usually eight and a half. Okay. My end would be nine and a half. Who would you say if, over the course of your time in CrossFit have been some of your biggest influences? They could be competitors, coaches, just people you train with. It's always a hard question. Because there's seriously, there's so many good people in CrossFit that have inspired me and many others that it's just hard to put a list on it or names. You could say Rich for sure. I think he's one of the big ones. But I think just the community as a whole and just seeing how we all try to lift each other up, like just over something simple like working out, but the way it makes people feel and just seeing how, you know, everyone comes together, I think has, has been huge. Where was that moment? Obviously, you walked into a CrossFit gym because you were looking to get out of competitive gymnastics. Had you seen the CrossFit Games before that? I saw it on TV, like ESPN. Okay. Yeah. And and like cool. Annie, Annie was on there, and I was like, "Why are they calling her Thor's daughter?" I was like, "I, I had never even heard of it, like how they do in Iceland." So I just remember that too, and they were doing like a the snatch ladder or something. And I was like, "Gosh, these girls are so strong! Like, I want to be like them." So Annie was actually one of the first ones that I remembered. Does it blow your mind sometimes when you go out on the competition floor and you see these people that it's, I mean, it's probably similar to, Hey, I never imagined I'd be training with Rich Froning. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm lining up against all these people. Yeah. I remember the first event of the 2019 games. I was ahead. I was ahead of so many girls and I was like, how am I ahead of them right now? What is going on? Like, what the heck? And that was cool. Like doing rope palms. And I'm like, okay, Haley, like you're in third place or fourth place what the heck just hold on and that was kind of like a you know flip flip of a switch moment in my head that i was like you belong here you know so do you think that this switch has flipped now you've talked about how you always kind of sell yourself a little bit short on you know oh i maybe i'll find this place Uh, are you is the outlook on this season a little more it's i'm taking it now i like i'm here i know i belong and i want a podium this year and yeah, there's no doubt in my mind. Because you had a you had a pretty good quarterfinal. Yeah, I was actually super happy about quarterfinal. I had a fifth place, third place, first place, twenty eighth place, and then unfortunately a five hundred place. But um, there's only thirty people in competition, not five thousand that can just squat heavy, which is unfortunately how it was. But to see my other placements and even on the heavy snatch, I was super pumped and yeah. I'm just excited about semifinals. Outstanding yeah. placements. You take that one out, it completely changes it, right? Yeah, for sure. That's And that's what I did to tell myself that. That's how I got in last year, too, because there's not that many people in competition, you know? So. And it's certainly, and it was, it was, you still felt good about that number. Yeah, that was a great number for me to hit. I couldn't, I'm squatted 10 pounds heavier than that for one rep last year during the game. So I've made improvements and you can't be upset about that. So no. and I, I'm not as great at one rep max lifts or like just, you know, do this fresh. Um, I'm better with moving a heavier barrel under fatigue. So. So looking, yeah, you're looking forward to the, yeah. the, the more standard competition environment. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it'll be the first time back with fans. Are you excited about that? I'm so excited. And just for my family, you get to come and just 
hopefully have a crowd. Cannot wait. What are you most excited about for the rest of the season? Obviously, semifinals. Yeah, I'm just excited to get into that games training, hopefully, and um, just put my head down and work. It's something special about that. Like I was saying about the days, just the hard days, and we're all together just grinding. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Do you think that the wave of the future, right? It's kind of is like, do you think we're entering a new era of CrossFit of new athletes? Yeah, I I totally think so. I mean, I think the future is right for all these young athletes too. Um, I'm very lucky that I was kind of got to lead that way, hopefully, and, you know, inspire other people. But yeah, the future is here and strong and I'm excited to watch it all go down and hopefully be a part of it. And yeah, it's, it's definitely a new era. Well, this has been great. I know that you probably have more training to get in today. We don't want to take too much of your schedule. Um, we really appreciate you hopping on. Oh, thank you guys for having me. It was good to talk through everything. Yeah, for sure. Thanks to Haley for coming on the Whoop Podcast. Great job as always to Mike Lombardi. A reminder, you can get 15% off a Whoop membership if you use the code Will Ahmed, W-I-L-L-A-H-M-E-D. Check us out at whoop.com. Follow us on social at whoop at Will Ahmed. Stay healthy, folks. Stay in the green.